Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is the Herd, wherever you may be. However, you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd. We got a great second hour of the show for you. Robert Lucetta should join us as we'll talk some masters. I'll try to do the entire segment in a hushed voice. Nah, just not me. My voice is nasally, it's bad. It's got a little bit more gravelly over the years. Thanks to some uh, AI enhancements that we use. I'm not, I'm not sure we're supposed to let you in on that secret, but I do like doing the hush tones. Talking about the patrons at the Masters. Have you heard my Vern? <laughs> how's, how's that? How's that? One of the most enjoyable human beings on the face of the earth is Vern Lundquist. I mean this. One of the most enjoyable human beings uh, that exist. Um, also, got some Mac Jones uh, for you. Uh, my boy Hoosh, TJ Hushmanzad, will join us next hour. And you are going to love, you're going to love our best for last. Let's let's start with this. Um, you know, in any relationship, okay, there is the, there are those seminal moments, Right? You know, when you're dating, I, I don't know how early on it is, but there's that moment where you know, well, I, I want to spend every moment with this person or, yeah, this is not going to work, right? It can be a lot of things. It can be a lot of things. You know, how they speak to their mother, how they look at you, how they chew their food, right? Um some people cry ugly and it just, you can't get over it. I'll, I'll give you one. And this can be with friendship. You ever have a friend who looks like he's in pretty good shape. And then all of a sudden, like you see him run and you're like, I can't really be friends with you because you can't even run. Your gait is all screwed up. You run in such unathletic 
form. Or you're dating a woman and you you work out with her, like you go for, and you're like, wow, she can't even run. That's I can't do that. There, there, I, these are real things. I, I guarantee you, if you're sitting there going like, yep, no, <laughs> yep. Well, there are those moments that tell you you're in or you're out. And then there are those moments that tell you it's over. Right? The You want to do the tipping point or really it's the point of no return. Um, there's a, um, this is an interesting aside. I, I'm, and it's, you want to make it a humble brag, whatever. Um, I, Darius Rucker is a good friend of mine. He has a song that didn't hit Okay. It didn't hit. It's a country song, right? He's got the hootie stuff. He actually had an R&B album that's really, really good. And then he went country. And um, I think it was like his second country album. He had a song called I Got Nothing. Right, And it's basically like a guy sitting there and you want to make, like, like everything in what you're supposed to do as a man is fight for a relationship and stay beg and plead and try and find a ma- ma- way to make it work. And he's just like, I got nothing. No magic words. I, I, I got, I got nothing. And I think that's where we are with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And what, what's happened is we're going to use, and we, I say, we, I put myself in the media. We're going to use all these things that the Ravens have said against the Ravens, right? We want him to be a, a Raven. We want him to be, a, we, we think we build around Lamar Jackson. He is our franchise cornerstone. He is like, look, their whole offense was him. Their whole creation of their offense was him, right? Like the whole thing worked together. Why'd they, ha- why'd they go get so many tight ends? Well, you got a quarterback who isn't, particular ac- isn't particularly accurate. So you get guys with the, and guys that can, be hybrid players. They can block a little bit and they can catch. Because when you run an offense with a run pass threat at quarterback, inarguably the greatest run pass threat in the history of the sport, you're going to build the whole thing around him. And there's lots of nonsense arguments. Well, the Ravens haven't drafted bull. They've drafted during his time as a starting quarterback over the last four years, they've drafted two wide receivers in the first round. They drafted J.K. Dobbins, who's an incredible pass-catching running back. Another wide receiver in the third round. You're like, well, why didn't they go out? and? First of all, signing these big-dollar wide receivers as free agents is really hard. They don't always hit. And, oh, yeah, by the way, here's a little thing. They don't want to play with a guy who runs a bunch and is inaccurate. You guys remember Eddie Royal? Remember Eddie Royal? Okay, Eddie Royal had a pretty good year with the Tim Tebow Broncos. Okay? And as a free agent, he signed with the Chargers. And I remember talking to Eddie Royal one time and he was like, dude, and granted, okay, I'm please don't take this and go, oh, you're saying Lamar Jackson is Tebow. No, the, the problem is when a quarterback runs the ball that much, there's just a limitation in terms of how the volume of throws and the ability to have yak. And I mean, like, Look, he's he was boys with Hollywood Brown. Like they are lifelong friends. 
And I know Hollywood Brown's not great. I'm not going to sit here. But from Hollywood Brown's perspective, who was their number one talent and their number one wide receiver in a first-round draft pick, like he was like, man, I got to go somewhere where I have a better thrower. So it's hard to sign a free agent wide receiver. And they've done their best. You're like, well, they haven't supported him. Like, that's not true. They re-signed Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle who's been hurt, to the biggest contract in the history of the sport at the time. Mark Andrews, their great pass-catching tight end, he made more money than anybody in the sport. They got him tight ends, they got him running backs, they got him wide receiver. They did. They built an offense around him, and they're really good. And then there was the, well, they don't want to pay him. Like, no, that's, even Lamar tweeted out that he was offered guaranteed three for 133. Go and look it up. Okay. Um, somebody do the math here. Three for 133. Okay. Three into 13 is four. Carry the one. Then it's 13. Three into 13 again is four. That's $44 million on average and change. Right. Hey, that falls right in line with Josh Allen and all the other guys. Now, it was a five-year deal. The first three years are guaranteed. Like every other quarterback, not named Deshaun Watson. We got to this point where he had an elite-level defense. They Two years ago, they had massive injuries. Right? And they offered him a big-time contract. And he has been steadfast in, I want more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. And I, I totally understand if you parachuted in or you were in a coma for like 10 years and you said, all right, who's the highest paid quarterback? Who's got the most guaranteed money? Deshaun Watson. Well, Lamar Jackson's up. He's got no off-the-field baggage. He has zero ACL injuries. Deshaun's had two, right? He's been an MVP. Deshaun hasn't been one. Same number of playoff wins, essentially, right? He should get $1 more in Garrett. That's how it's always worked. The problem with that argument is we just talked about Bryce Young being an outlier quarterback. Sean Watson's contract is an outlier quarterback contract. Every other quarterback contract looks Kyler Murray, you know, even Aaron Rodgers' contract, which is obscene amount of money, is basically a front-loaded two-year deal. No one has more than three years truly fully guaranteed. And there's a way to bridge that gap. Make it, you know, previously make it look like it's a five-year deal, even though it's a three-year guaranteed. Listen to GM's talk, and they'll tell you, had he had an agent, this thing would have been done a long time ago. But for whatever reason, he's sitting there going, no, no, no. And here's the easiest analogy I, I can use because it's a real thing right now in the housing market. One year ago, I guarantee wherever you live, definitely where I live, houses were going for obscene amounts of money obscene amounts of money a a house that should be five hundred thousand dollars was selling for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars because interest rates were so low and inventory was so low things were just move 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 okay and now inventory is super low and you can't get that value you just can't and Lamar Jackson's the guy who's sitting on a house that's like, man, my house is just the same, if not better, than that guy's house. And his sold for $750,000, and I want $760,000. That's what he wants. And they're like, dude, the market won't bear that. Nobody's getting that. Nobody's ever gotten $750,000 for that house. Nobody's ever gotten $750,000 except for that one house. 
right? You know how it is. Guy comes in from out of town, brings his wife, wife finds a house, loves it. It's like, this is the house I want. And like, mm, uh, wasn't even on the market, right? Uh, would you, how about seven fifty for it? Done. Sold. Like, they didn't even have a place to live. They were just like, wait, you're going to give me how much? Take it. Whatever you want. We'll leave the furniture. We'll leave the kids. We don't care. Take it. And, and Lamar has, again, normally you do comps. The problem with comps is comps is not just one house. Comps is five houses. So if you take out Deshaun Watson's, you look at the rest of the contracts, you're like, ooh, doesn't really make sense. So we've, we've pushed further and further, and I think yesterday was the point of no return. Okay? This was Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta when he was asked if they would draft a quarterback in the first round of the upcoming draft. It depends on the board. It really does. I mean, I'd have to say yes because we have uh, quarterbacks in our top 31. So just based on that alone, simple math, I would have to say yes. Come on, man. Like the Aaron Rodgers thing, okay? The Aaron Rodgers thing, very simply, made sense to me at the time. Because context matters. Okay? Remember, Aaron Rodgers was non-committal about how long he wanted to play. He was coming off a season which with a new head coach, Matt LaFleur, he didn't, there were all these comments about not really enjoying the system. Body language, much like this year, was bad. And he didn't perform great. You know, I thought he still had his fastball in him and turns out he won two MVPs and he proved everybody wrong. But the point was at the time, and oh yeah, by the way, Jordan Love was a developmental pick. He was a guy who started two years in college, had one good year in college, and the thought was in two or three years, maybe he'll be something. And they're betting, mortgaging everything, betting that he is that guy. But you think about it, at the time, what did that do to their relationship? It destroyed it. Destroyed it. You have Lamar Jackson, who, what is he, 25, 26 years old? Like, anybody would say in his prime. And look, I can point out the realities to it. Like, the reality is, you don't know if he's going to play or not going to play. The reality is, Hey, dude, you can get value at that point in the draft, right? Because the Ravens are never going to be in the top 10. That was the whole Packers thing. Like, we're never going to be able to draft a good quarterback because we're always going to be relatively good. But admitting out loud, hey, man, that's the draft board. It's a draft board. It is over. It's over, right? And you can still wear the rings. You can still be in the same house. You can still, uh, it's over. Call the attorneys, figure out how to split it up. Okay. And, and I, again, it's like the, it's like the real estate agent. Like you can sit there and to your, basically the Ravens are sitting there going like, we, we can sell your house. I swear we can sell your house. We just can't sell it for seven fifty or seven sixty. We just can't. And I know social media is like, yes, you can. It no, no, you can't. You can't. I mean, reality is he's missed eleven games the past two years, and he's missed eleven games in the most important part of the season. 
If we take him for his word, and I will, that he wasn't healthy, that actually doesn't help his case. Right? Dudes aren't going to hit you less. You aren't going to be injured less in the next five years when you're in your late 20s as you were your early 20s. You, he is the best running quarterback of all time. And all running quarterbacks have a shortened career. You know, it's forget about the, oh, the whole league doesn't want, why would the league do a bad business deal again? You don't, ha- you don't have to somehow like call each other and go, hey guys, let's, let's just keep these contracts down. Like, no, go look at the quarterbacks who have played the most consecutive games at the position. Tell me what they all have in common. Go on, look them up. Look them up. Like Philip Rivers is, I believe, second to Aaron Rodgers. Philip Rivers is so he is a bad athlete. He raised a pregnant woman and came in third. I'll let you figure out that joke in a second. Okay. Philip Rivers. Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, pocket quarterbacks. Because we can't protect you when you're out of the out of the pocket. There's just no way. We can't do a force field around you. They'd love to. Right? I mean, Cam Newton, biggest human being I've ever seen play the quarterback position. If you've ever walked up on Cam Newton, you're like, that dude is... And what happened? He took a savage beating. And I understand Lamar doesn't take those kind of hits. But all of these running quarterbacks are the same. And you factor in... Like he hadn't exactly been accurate the past two years. He wants a contract that's a one outlier contract. Like we were sitting there, you're the real estate agent, you're screaming like, just please, I swear, we can sell your house for six fifty. You just gotta come off of the seven sixty number. Cause your 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 neighbor sold the house when rates were two percent. They're like six and a half, seven percent now. Nobody's buying that. It's just not happening. He's like, Nope, that's what I want. So you got to move on. He ain't playing for $32 million. I would, but he ain't, he ain't doing that. Because right now, Lamar Jackson feels personally disrespected. Like, bro, you, you're you going to not even exclusive tag me? The tipping point, the, 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 the moment or point of no return was yesterday when Eric DaCosta said, hey, yes, if our board aligns with the player that's available, we will take a quarterback in the first round. It is over. What can we realistically expect from Tiger Woods? He's two over through 10. He's going to make the cut. And um, what does the golf world think of how the live guys, especially Phil Mickelson, has been treated. We'll get to that next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Herd. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically doubles all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, double. Seriously. See terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. This is The Herd. Um, the author of Unplayable, a Tiger Woods biography, is Robert Lucetich, longtime golf journalist. He's kind enough to spend some time with us here as the Masters has begun in Augusta National. A lot of discussion about the weather this afternoon, heading into the weekend. It's supposed to be a lot of rain on Saturday. And uh, Robert, thanks so much for, for uh, thanks so much for for taking time with us. Uh, Tiger just, him, bo- how are you going? I'm I'm good. Um, Tiger just. Picked up a bogey on eleven, so he's three over through eleven. Yeah. Um, what What were your personal, having studied him, known him, done all this research? What were your expectations of this trip to Augusta? Um, I, I think that a lot of it was honestly going to be weather dependent. Uh, Tiger being in, in the physical shape he's in, I think that when I saw that forecast, where we're you know we're looking at a, a very a cold and wet weekend. That was never his his deal. Even when he was in his pomp, uh, Tiger was never really a mutter, as, the, as we say in the mm-hmm. golf game. Um, he 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 liked the the, the warmth. Um, you know, he loved August. You know, the, he was he was a hot. Give him give him the hot conditions, and uh, you look at his, his British Opens. He, he did well in the in, in the uh, in, in the heat. You know, and uh, I think with his 
various injuries. I mean, you know, he's, he's a very banged up uh, player these days, and, and certainly you can just see the way he walks. Um, his his uh, his limp is is relative, you know, is quite pronounced. Yeah. And uh, I think that was that always in the back of my mind was was uh, you know my, my expectations were definitely not not particularly high. But having said that, I mean, he was in worse shape last year and he made the cut. Um, so I, I think in a lot of ways, uh, the thing about Augusta National is it's the only, I just tweeted this actually because it, it, it's amazing. I mean, Fred Couples is playing in his 38th Masters. He's about to be 64 and he just reels off four birdies on the back nine and, uh, and he's in a tie for third. I mean, there's not a, forget a golf tournament, there's not a sporting event. That, that that could ever happen, and he won 31 years ago this this tournament. And and but there's something to be said about knowing that place. And uh, I think Tiger, I never really count him out, especially at this tournament, just because a it's a small field, only 88 players. Sure, about 20 of them are either amateurs or old guys, or you know they're not going to win. So he's really just competing you know, roughly with about 60 guys to make the cut. And I like his chances because he knows his way around. But ironically, he, he actually hit seven of nine greens on the front, but he three-putted uh, twice and didn't get up and down once, and uh, and he only made the one birdie. So it, 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 it it's really the putter that, that cost him, uh, which is strange because yeah. he's usually quite deadly there. But, um, you know, I think you've got to be realistic at some point. 2019 was just uh, a perfect storm, and uh, I, 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 you know, still vividly remember standing by the side of the green, and they chanted his name. And that place is very respectful. There's not usually a ton of noise made unless it's just you know p- applause. But they were they were chanting like uh, like it was an SEC football game. How did how, when was the moment? Robert Lucetta is joining us. Of course, uh, if if you. You want to read about Tiger Woods, read Unplayable. He's the author. It's a Tiger Woods biography. When was the moment that he became lovable again? Right? Because, you know, after after, after the, the divorce and all the details that were spread in the tabloids, like he, he wore the black hat and he got it back to being competitive, right? Had more wins than anybody on the tour, but was, was far from beloved. Now... It's it's really amazing to see how everyone falls all over themselves with their infatuation with Tiger Woods. When did that change? Well, I mean, I think that when you when when you're you 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 bleed in public, you know, there's there's empathy. Uh, the fact that we looked at him as some sort of you know almost a demigod and almost without without human emotion in some ways you know he, he was able to conquer human emotion which uh which you know not many of us can say but the reality is that that was obviously uh, a facade and and he was just very good at doing that on the golf course and <clears throat> there were other frailties and flaws that uh that 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 we discovered and i think that once you make somebody mortal uh, you actually make them probably more loved uh, than, than they ever were. I have a friend of mine who never liked Tiger because he said, you know, Tiger always wins. I, I, I root for the underdog. I don't want that guy to win. And, and, and you know, when, when it all came tumbling down and with, with the Shakespearean overtones, he, he, he flipped on it and he, he wanted Tiger to come back. And I think, 
that also the other aspect to this is that Tiger had a handful of friends on the tour, but he wasn't friendly. Sure. He, he, and, and he specifically, he, he, it wasn't an accidental. He, he was, he wanted to step on your throat and they all knew it. And, uh, and, and so when he stopped being that guy, when we realized, and I think he realized, you know, seven, six, seven, eight years ago, I mean, he was probably never going to be number one again. And, he wasn't going to be that Tiger Woods again from, from, from you know, his 20s and, and early 30s. I think that he softened with a lot of the other players and the, his, you know, embracing the Rory's and the Justin uh, Thomas's and, and, you know, Ricky Fowler and just being friends with these guys, which he, he was never friends with. Uh, I think that softened his image a bit too. And But mainly it's, you know, th- th- this is a... Uh, you know, uh, th- this country loves a, a good bit of redemption, and you know, as everywhere, people everywhere love redemption. You know, and it's the fact that he won in 2019. To me, the lowest point for Tiger was the DUI. Well, you know, so sad to see him, you know, spaced out uh, in in that mugshot. And uh, I think that that was rock bottom, and I think it was rock bottom for him too. And at the time, he was had a lot of physical things going on, but. And obviously, spinal surgery, none of these things are good. But he also, I mean, you know, let's be frank, I think he had a dependency on, on pain medication. Sure. And uh, you could see, you know, the puffiness in his face. And he, he just wasn't the same guy. And uh, I remember David Ferrity uh, said something that was quite profound. If you're listening, Ferrity, this is the first time I'm ever going to say that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but uh, he, said, he said, you know, you can't play golf uh, with with the, the sound of, of slamming doors in your head. And uh, and Tiger had a lot of that. And I think that once he got through that, that, that rock bottom and obviously was able to deal with the, the pain meds, he, by the time 2018 rolled around, I think he was a different person. He was looked very rejuvenated. He looked better physically. Uh, and then, of course, he goes out and wins the Tour Championship. Then he wins that Masters. And, um, I, you know, that was, that was just, uh, just incredibly special. But I think that after this latest accident in, 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 uh, California, you know, to me, it's, he's kind of going, he, he had to go back down those roads and I get it because uh, the pain must've been unbearable. So it's, it's not just the injury. It's everything that goes with it, yeah. not being able to train, not being able to practice. And obviously, uh, you know, to deal with the pain, there's got to be there's, there's pain meds, so I don't think any of those things. You add them all up, it's 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 it, there's there's a very very large mountain for Tiger Woods at this point in his career to uh, to 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 climb again. Do you think he'll call it in in the near future? Meaning, you know, I guess I I know he can play in all these events, but the inability to be competitive for four days with the walking at Augusta and of course all these other tracks, like everybody likes, I'm sure he likes the attention and tipping the cap, but when you're not making cuts and your body is breaking down, I, what, what's, what's the, what's the future look like? Well, I mean, he's only going to play. I would, I would guess about five or six tournaments a year uh, from here on out. And they'll be the ones that he wants to play in. Obviously the, the open, uh, the both opens, you know, the majors are in. He, he didn't show up to the Players' Championship, which I'm sure the tour wasn't, you know, they would have liked him there just to show support for it. But 
he never really liked that tournament. He doesn't like that golf course. And uh, but we'll see him. You know, he'll play Riviera because it's, that's obviously associated with his foundation. They're the, they're, they're the main uh, beneficiary. He's the host. But we won't see him competitively. Uh, I don't think you know in any you know more more than about that that kind of number about six six a year and he'll try and peak for that but the reality is you know you know he's not going to be i'll tell you one thing that you can you can just write this one down he is not going to show up and shoot 80 that's not going to happen right that 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 was that was my my question as to how how long same with jack jack was jack was exactly the same you know arnold arnold you know bless his heart to, to to the end, he he always thought he was one good four iron away from being back, you know. Yeah. And and he wanted to play, and he played every day, and and whatever, he didn't care. I mean, if he shot eighty four, he shot eighty four. But you know, Jack Nicholas was too proud for that. As soon as he, you know, the the he started creeping into the shooting seventy sevens and seventy eight, that was the end of Jack. We didn't see him anymore. Two thousand was 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 when he bowed out, and I I suspect Tiger will have a very similar. Uh, you know, kind of evolution where uh, we won't see him if if you know if he if he can't break eighty, he's he's too proud for that. Um, last thing, Robert. Um, you, you he was he's forever tied to Phil Mickelson, and I'm sure you saw this. I don't know how many other people. Tom Hodge, Siwoo yeah. Kim, and Phil Mickelson. Yeah, that's who's playing together in the first two rounds. Of the Masters, yeah, that's nothing. Nothing happens accidentally yes. at Augusta National. Uh, it's it's not a coincidence, and and I think if you looked at the, uh, I tweeted this the other day when I saw the featured groups, and there was not one live golf player amongst them. Uh, and if you look at the way that the, you know, the, the pairings were were put together, uh, it's very clear that Augusta National says our tradition is that if you qualify for the Masters, you will play, and you can play in the Masters. But that doesn't mean they got to like it. And uh, I, I think we, we can see from the way that they've you know, put these guys out there that uh, they're, they're sending a message. They're, they're telling them uh, what they feel about, uh, about Live Golf. And, uh, and, and look, it's a big week for Live Golf. Let me, let me, let, let's not... Uh, Let's not uh, beat around the bush about that. It's a very big week for them. And look, Cam Smith is two under at the turn. Uh, uh, Kepka is two under on the front nine. Uh, Reed is under par and uh, he's on the back nine. So there's a few of them that are playing well. And I think it's important for them to play well because, you know, the rub on them has been that, you know, if you, if you, if, if you start a, a league that's a rival to the NFL and you take a bunch of old NFL players, uh, at some point, when they all get together and play, you're going to be looking and saying, you know, this league isn't as good. And that's essentially the, the, what's the, the rub has been with Liv is that you don't, it's not really the same competition as the PGA Tour. And, and I think they want to show that we are. You know, we, we may not, they may not be as deep, and, and, and they are definitely not uh, as the PGA Tour, but they want to show that their best guys are just as good. So, this is it's it's almost a you know a sort of a Ryder Cup happening in a Masters this week. 
It really is. Robert, uh, amazing stuff. Really appreciate you joining us. Uh, look forward to reading more of your commentary uh, on this tournament. And, of course, uh, a reminder, Unplayable is available. It's a Tiger Woods biography by Robert Lucetich. Thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the weekend. You got it. See you, Matt. Uh, let's get to Rye Music with the news. No, 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 no. Heard on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, Doug, let's turn our attention to the NFL. It appears that Bryce Young is the guy as of right now. Uh, Chris Mortensen, longtime NFL reporter, citing sources, the Panthers traded up with their eyes set on Bryce Young and have no intention of changing that plan. He went on to explain about Adam Schefter's report that when the 49ers traded up, in the previous drafts, two two drafts ago, they had intentions of drafting Mac Jones and then changed their mind throughout the process, ended up going with Trey Lance. Chris Mortensen said that is not the plan in Carolina. They have their eyes set on Bryce Young, and that is who they will pick. We, we talked about this last hour, right? If you talk to NFL people, they will say, you check every box. He's brilliant. He processes well. He leads Right? He's an enjoyable dude to be around. That, that That's part of it, right? He's accurate. He's got arm strength. He's a winner. Like I, I He like won every game in high school. And yeah, they they weren't as good this year. But I mean, they're basically like two plays away from playing for a national championship again with a far lesser surra- surrounding cast than the past. Like he checks everything. Just little. Just not a big dude, right? Like I'm not a big dude and he's smaller than me, right? And he's not as broad shouldered. Um, and it's not a fixable thing, right? Like Josh Allen, inaccuracies, you know, coming out like, well, you know, we fix some of the stuff or whatever. Uh, but, you know, at, at some point, you just, you got to go with, he, he checks every box of intangibles and all the tangibles except one. And it's going to be a fascinating case study for small quarterbacks moving forward because we keep getting smaller and smaller. Kyler's small, but not a little dude, Right. This is a small, smaller human being, more regular. Like he looks like a regular guy. You would never know Bryce Young is a starting quarterback when he walks in and shakes your hand, and then you see him play football, and you're like, "Oh my god, this guy's amazing!" So I, I think it's fascinating. Absolutely. I mean, I know like a lot of the examples: Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. But as you pointed out, you know those guys are built way different than Bryce Young. Bryce Young is not only short in stature but slender. And so that's what makes his draft prospects so different than almost anything we've ever really seen. Correct. That's Rhyme Music with the News. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. How do you bring down a dynasty from within? We'll explain next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gallivan for calling this The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. How do you bring down a dynasty? I mean, how do you bring down a dynasty? Um, I mean, think about dynasties or dynamic groups. Like what brought down the Beatles? Was it outside forces? No, no, it was Yoko, right? Yoko. Yoko married John Lennon and the seeds were planted and the Beatles broke up. Heck, you even look at the famous story of Troy and the Trojan horse, right? You couldn't, the walls were insurmountable. By the way, never notice that we never say something is surmountable. It's only insurmountable. Interesting, right? Anyway, the walls were insurmountable. You, You simply could not get, because of the layout at the time, right? There's no air attack. No way for the Romans to attack the Trojans and take down Troy. So what'd they do? Here's a horse. Yeah, wheel it in. And again, from inside out. Right? From inside out. Heck, you, you look at what brought down the Lakers after their three-peat with Shaq and Kobe. It was the inside, inner working relationships that end up 
causing the breakup. Plus, Jack wanted a new contract, wanted more money, but it was about ego and internal working relationships that broke him apart. I think, okay, and you heard Rick Bucher talk about this earlier in talking about basketball, right? Forever. I mean, this is like the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, where the only people talking about the possibility of breaking up the Celtics are outside forces. According to the Athletics' Jeff Howe, several high-ranking executives from quarterback-needy teams in both the AFC and NFC said the Patriots never approached them with the idea of trading trading for Mac Jones. Right? Remember, there was a report earlier this week uh, from uh, what Florio, Mike Florio, pro football Pro Football Talk. Usually he aggregates other people's reports. In this particular case, it was his own reports that sources or source close, you know, close to the Patriots or to another team said that Bill Belichick, you know, um, called other teams about trading for Mac Jones. I think this happened with San Francisco a couple years ago. Remember draft day? Remember draft day? The it was reported that the Niners, you know, were were rebuffed in their interest for Aaron Rodgers. Just happened to draft on draft day. That was planting a seed to try and break apart the Green Bay Packers, and ultimately, it just kind of worked. Okay, now there are probably some there were other factors, but including you know they drafted Jordan Love and the lack of relationship with he and Brian Gutekunst and Aaron Rodgers' desire to hold on to older players that everybody else in the league thinks that the Packers should have moved on from. And maybe it's the way in which the Packers moved on from guys. You know, they should have offered Jordy Nelson a contract far below his previous level, I guess. I don't know. But the point is that this feels like, feels like, External forces trying to cause a fissure within the Patriots. Because let's just be honest, people don't like the Patriots. Now, if you talk to GMs around the league, they respect the hell out of what they've been able to do. Right? Cobble together rosters, be able to be, I mean, like, look, we can sit here and act like Belichick has completely lost his mind because he put a defensive guy who wasn't well-liked as a head coach in Matt Patricia in charge of his offense, and it didn't work. I'm not sure it's working anyway based upon their personnel, but nonetheless, he tried something, didn't work. The, the guy's been pretty good for 20 years. He's earned the right to have, make some decisions that don't all play out. The previous year with a rookie quarterback, they made the playoffs in a really competitive division. So like Bill Belichick didn't suddenly become an idiot, you know, which is kind of what he said. Like, look, we got 20 years. We're good. We'll, we'll figure it out. But they're respected. They're the, the absolute best at using the waiver wire. Uh, they do develop players. They do find guys that fit. And then in their preparation for games, they'll, they're will they pliable. They'll change. Are they 3-4? Three, they have 4-3 team. I don't know. But the idea of moving on from Mac Jones, when every team in the league, outside of the ones with superstar quarterbacks, the dream is to have a guy who's good, Good enough under a rookie contract. Because that allows you, especially in year three, that's the golden year. They don't make much. right? The way rookie contracts are, you make a bunch of money up front, and the fifth year option, if picked up, is a substantial amount of money. But 
years three and four, really two, three, and four, you don't make much. And that's when you can rebuild your entire roster. Remember when they did that with free agency? Where'd that money come from? Right? People act like GMs and owners, like if they don't spend money on a quarterback or you, you don't sign Lamar to this crazy deal that they take that money and they put it in their pocket. No, they don't. They spread it around and try and build a roster. That's how the Ravens have built a roster. His Lamar wasn't making much. And you got to build it. And then if you have the right quarterback, you have cost certainty into the future. I, I don't want to, I'm not saying that Florio made it up. I think people told him that. I'm sure somebody told him that. But did they tell him that because it really happened or they tell him that because they're trying to do the Yoko Ono and be the Trojan horse and make the Patriots implode from within? You be, you be the judge, right? I mean, I think Giselle was the Yoko to the, to, to the Patriots, right? Tom Brady was cool taking less money for a long time. Tom Brady was fine, you know, taking a, a busting from his, from his coaches for a long time until Giselle was like, Hey, my, my husband's not getting the respect he deserves. And it broke apart that relationship. Broke it apart. Uh, everyone keeps trying to sell me on something and I'm not buying not mine. Tell you what that is upcoming next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Hurt. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.